So uh, delivering the word for us this morning is, is not a guest at all. It is one of our CTC pastors. And I'll tell you right now, buckle your seatbelts because we've got a word coming this morning. So if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet as we welcome the man of God. He is the lead of our Hispanic ministry. He's also our translation head. But I would just like to welcome my family, Pastor Juan Escobar, to the stage this morning. I can sense the Holy Spirit in this house this morning. I have asked to preach uh, two months ago by the pastor, and I, I'm so thankful that he asked me to do this this morning. I want to thank him for allowing me to preach this morning. It's been a blessing knowing your pastor and my pastor. I also would like to thank my son, Isaac. He's the one that plays the drums every Sunday. Son, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for serving Jesus with me. I also would like to thank my beautiful wife, Brenda, for being here for loving me, for respecting me, for being with me through my ups and downs in my life. It's been a blessing to have you as my wife. Love you. But most of all, I would like to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The one who saved me forgive my sins and come into the ministry I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed and this morning I would like to be honest with you let me open my heart to you let me be sincere and honest I'm a blessed man I'm so thankful and so blessed as I was praying and thinking about the message so many nights waking up in the middle of the night preaching to myself walking around the house thinking about the message and this morning I'm going to give it all and I declare to you this morning that you're going home this morning transform I declare this over your life you will never be the same again Excuse me if I get emotional. Excuse me if I get excited. But if I can get excited watching a football game, come on, somebody. If I can get excited watching a basketball game, if I can get excited watching a baseball game, oh, I can get excited preaching about my Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Before I begin the message, let me remind you of who he is. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. 
He's a faithful God. John 3.16, he's a loving God. For God so loved the world that he, led, he, he gave his only son. Who, whoever believes in him will not perish and will have everlasting life. Isaiah 43.25 says, he's a forgiving God. What a forgiving God we have. Listen to me, church for the city. Once he forgives you, he will never remind you of your sins. Never. Once he forgives your sins, he will never remind you of your sins. Never again. Chapter 14.6 I am the life, the truth. I am the way, excuse me, the truth and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. When they asked him this, he never pointed the finger at any religion. He never pointed the finger at any group. He never pointed the finger at any church. He pointed the finger at himself. And he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And nobody comes to the Father except by me. Now let us pray. Father, I thank you so much. I'm here now. You do whatever you want to do, Father, through your Holy Spirit. Let me speak clearly to your people this morning. Let the anointing of your Holy Spirit be upon my life as I deliver the message that you have given me, Father. And we ask for your presence to be in this house. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I have titled my message, Listening to God's Voice. But then I put a different title on top. Plus three. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 18 says like this. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, giving them baptism in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I was raised in Mexico, San Luis, Mexico. I'm so thankful that I was born to a Christian home, my mom, my dad. And in 1973, my mom was getting ready to go to church. I come from a family of nine kids. Typical Mexican family, huh? Three girls, six boys. Out of the six boys, I'm the cutest one. (laughs) You might be thinking, man, if he looks like that. Can you imagine what the other five looks like? (laughs) And it was on Tuesday afternoon, 1973. And as my mom was getting dressed, I asked my mom, Mom, do I have to go to church? It was a men's ministry service that day, Tuesday. And he said, and my mom said, Son, God is going to speak to you. Even though it's a men's ministry service. Get ready. Get dressed. Let's go. 
Okay, mom. Two days later was the uh, women's ministry service. I asked my mom again, Mom, do I have to go? I'm just a cute little boy. <laughs> my mom said, Son, even though it's a women's ministry service, he's going to speak to you. Get ready, get dressed. Let's go to church. The following day was Friday. It was a youth service. I didn't ask anymore. <laughs> Listen to me this morning. This happened 45 years ago. And he spoke to me in Spanish. He's speaking to me in English now, this morning. Listen to me. There's a person here with migraine headaches. You've been suffering with migraine headaches for a long, long time. God is about to perform a miracle in your life this morning. There's another, listen to me. There's another person here with, there's something wrong with your leg, your right leg, your hip, your right leg. There's something wrong with your leg. Something is about to happen this morning in this house. My God. There's somebody else here with a, your back. There's something wrong with your back. And this is a female. There's something wrong with your back. There's another person here with your, your fingers, your, your, your hands. Something is going on with you this morning. You will never be the same again this morning. Oh, there's another person here that you have problems with the stomach. That's like kids, you know, like the kids, the kids say, your, your, your tummy, something wrong here with you. There's something wrong. God is about to heal you. I'm not going to call you to the front right now. Let me finish my message. And then I pray for you. Listen to me. There's another person here that you lost a loved one, a family member, and you're so afraid that that's going to happen to you too. Well, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. God is about to give you his blessings, and he's, he's, he's about to fill you with, the, with his presence. He's been talking to me all these days. He's been talking to me all these weeks. Let, let, us, let us go into the book of Exodus, please. Chapter 3, verse 4. Listen to this. And when the Lord saw him turning to one side to see, God said his name out of the tree crying, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Moses, Moses. He was the only one there. You know why he called his name? Because God is a personal God. He wants to deal with you this morning. He wants to deal with me this morning. Because God is a personal God. What a wonderful answer. Moses knew it was God's voice. He couldn't see him, but he knew it was God's voice. He knew he was talking to him. And he said, here am I. Wow. You know, as a little boy, I used to stutter. I couldn't talk. I was so afraid of going to school. If people were asking something, I would answer like this. And that affected my life for many, many years. Every morning going to school, 
I was so afraid of going to school. And I would go into the class thinking, please don't ask me anything. Kids make fun of me because the way I talk. I couldn't hold a conversation with nobody because I used to stutter. Never dream myself being in front of you this morning. This is a miracle. Yeah. Hallelujah. This is a miracle. I can see Moses talking to God and say, saying, Wow, it's been 400 years. And listen to what God said to Moses. I have seen my people's affliction. I have heard their cry. And I have descended from heaven to deliver them. Hallelujah. I have descended from heaven to deliver my people. And then I can see Moses thinking and thinking to himself and saying, Wow. And how are you going to do this? And then he, then he, and then he answers, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. And I'm going to use you. And he's going to use me. And he's going to use all of us this morning. Because God is in the business of using people. He wants to use you. Before, before you go home, you have to think about this. God wants to use me. That's right. God wants to use every one of us. There was a lady that he was talking to a pastor and, and she said, uh, I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to play an instrument. I don't know how to sing. I don't know what to do. The pastor said, uh, oh, you have a big smile, huh? This is what I want you to do. Every Sunday, I want you to stand up on that main door to the church. And when people are coming in, I want you to give them a big smile. Next Sunday, all the people coming in and going like this. It's because somebody gave him a big smile. We all can do something, huh? We all can do something. It's been 400 years. People were in slavery. And now it was time for God to act. In behalf of his people. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It's not going to be on the screen. Chapter 3 verse 1 says that. There's a time for everything. Under the sun. There's a perfect time for God. To deal with your problems. And with your sickness. This might be your day. Listen to me. This can be your day. God has appointed you and me this morning. To be here this morning. He's about to perform a miracle in your life. He's about to heal you completely, physically, completely. He's about to do that this morning. I think that being raised in a Christian home and I think I have learned to hear God's voice. Sometimes we do struggle listening to his voice. And I remember a few months ago, I went to the post office and 
went to the post office and one, I was in line. There was about three people in front of me. And when the lady, the lady it was early in the morning and uh, this lady came and he was getting ready to help the people there. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, tell her that I love her. Don't leave this place without telling her that I love her. I said, God, uh, she might get offended. Here, in the post office, there's a lot of people here. And he said, tell her that I love her. And I said, well, if she's going to be the one helping me, then that means that, that means that you're confirming that I have to talk to her like that. And sure enough, she said, can I help somebody? I went over and it took her about five minutes. And I was still dealing with this. I was ready to go when God reminded me, tell her. I said, uh, excuse me. Can I tell you something? Then she looked at me like, yeah. I said, Jesus loves you. Oh, man. Oh, man. She started to cry. In front of everyone, she started crying and crying. She said, oh, my God, if you only knew. If you only knew. I have so many problems in my home. If you only knew what happened this morning, I wanted to hear that somebody loves me. I said, well, he does. He does. Hallelujah. Sometimes it doesn't take a preaching. It takes something to say to somebody, something positive. Jesus loves you. And I left. A few weeks ago, I went back and he said, you're the one, huh? you're the one. No, he's the one. He still loves you. He still loves you. Listen. You know, what happened? Moses took his people out of Egypt. And listen what the Bible says as we go to the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. But before that, let me give you Psalms 105.37. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was no one feeble person among the tribes. Not even one person that was sick. And they're saying that there was about a million and a half, maybe two million people. Not even one person was sick coming out of Egypt. But listen what the book of Malachi says, chapter 4, verse 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And by him the hearts of fathers will be turned to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. You might get a call this morning or, or today or tomorrow or next week about a son that maybe you haven't talked to. You might get a call from a family member saying, Dad, 
I'm ready to serve God with you. God is in the business of helping and blessing families. He's in the business of blessing you and me. I get so excited coming to church. I was going four times out of the week in San Luis, Mexico. It was very normal. Coming every Sunday here, oh, it's a piece of cake. (laughs) So now we close the book of Malachi. And you find a white page in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. White page. In this white page, there's 400 years. Total silence. No prophecy. No preaching of the word. Total silence. Really? It seems to me that nothing's going on. Heaven is silent. Have you been to a place that you think that nothing is going on in your life with your family? Listen to me this morning. In heaven, there's something always going on. God is about to give you something that you've been waiting for for so long. He's setting you up. He's setting you up this morning. Something always happening in heaven. And this is your day for your miracle. Total silence. And now he's presented to us. Luke one twenty-eight, And the angel came into her and said, Peace be with you, to whom a special grace has been given. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at his words and said to herself, What may be the purpose of these words? And the angel said to her, Have no fear, Mary, for you have God's approval. And see, you will give birth to a son, and his name will be Jesus. 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 Ha ha! Now he lives among us and he talks. Now not only you hear his voice, now you can see him. Now you can touch him. Now you can live with him. Now Martha invites him into her home. Can you imagine having Jesus in your home? The Savior of the world in your house? Come on, people. Listen. Luke 10, 38. Now while they were under underway, he came to a certain town. And a woman named Martha took him into her house. What a beautiful experience. You know, when the pastor goes over the house for dinner, my wife and I would go crazy. Clean the house up and down. I mean, we paint the house and everything for him because he's coming. <laughs> he's been to the house about three times. And I have painted the house three times already. <laughs> Can you imagine having Jesus in your house? Martha invited him to, to her house. Listen to me. Would you invite him this morning to your house? And I'm talking about your heart. 
His house is your heart. He wants to come in into your heart this morning. And if you do that, you will never, never be the same again. Never again. Never again. Hallelujah. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Now he talks. Now he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except by me. Except by me. John chapter 10 says that I and my Father are one. Are one. Let me bring this home now. Am I talking to the right church? Oh man, I want to say that so bad. I'm going to want to say it once. <laughs> Jesus, in three years and a half, he turned this world up, up on his head. Three and a half years. We're talking about this in Bacchaville, Tyrone, and Jacob. Only took three years and a half. Well, he's about to turn your world over this morning. And you will never, never be the same again. But he came to die. And it was time for him to be crucified. He was put in a tomb. But three days later, he arose from the dead. And then he appeared to the disciples for 40 days. And this is what he said. Nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth. It is for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Nowadays, the Holy Spirit speaking to us. He was the one that brought you conviction. He was the one to tell you that you were a sinner and you needed to repent. He was the wonderful, awesome Holy Spirit. You know, I was raised in a very Pentecostal church. People were speaking tongues. People were being healed by the Spirit. I mean, it was awesome. We used to come to church at 7 o'clock, go home about 11. My God. And the Holy Spirit will move in a wonderful way in the church. I remember a Friday, Friday afternoon, my brother, Daniel. It was a youth service and he went to the church. I was, I think he was 15, 14. And, and he went to the church. And it was 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And he wasn't home. Uh, my mom was kind of concerned my dad and, and, and the kids but there was something that my mom knew that we didn't, we didn't know she knew something was going on with my brother so we got on the cell phones oh no we didn't have any so as we were waiting for him my mom said to us I know something happened to your brother you just wait and see he got home between 11 and 12 and as soon as he went into the house, we can see his face. Something had happened in the church. And he told my mom, Mom, 
You have a new son now. I have given my life to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the team to come over, please. Out of the nine kids, we all are saved and baptized. The Holy Spirit is here this morning. We came last night to pray, me and Brenda. It was close to 11 o'clock last night. And we came in into this building. And we anoint every chair. The platform, the carpet, everywhere. So now you are anointed. And we were here for about maybe half an hour. And the Spirit of God was here last night. And He was waiting for us this morning. Please don't go home without being transformed. Please don't go home without being blessed. Please don't go home before asking Him to bless you and to fill you up with His Spirit. He is here. The Holy Spirit is here. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That happened more than 2,000 years ago. And this morning, 2018, Spirit of God is moving this morning in this place. He is moving. I want you to bow your heads, please. Close your eyes. If you have never given your life to Jesus, if you have never repented and asked for forgiveness, Don't go home without asking him for your forgiveness. Because he wants to forgive you this morning. So I ask, if you have, haven't given your life to Jesus, I want to ask you to raise your hand. Because we want to pray for you. Is anybody out there that would like to give your life to Jesus? this morning and if you do that you will never never be the same again second some of you are sick I know that we're going to pray for you this morning I'm going to ask the prayer team to come over please and if you're sick you're going to come to the altar and whoever prays for you you will be completely healed completely healed third thing would you like to be filled with the Holy Spirit well you might say to me Pastor Juan I, I've been filled already with the Holy Spirit well God is offering to you this morning free refills he wants to give you a free refill of the Holy Spirit
please don't go home without asking him to bless you. Can we can we please stand? I'm gonna ask everyone to raise your hands, please. Everyone. Let us let us humble ourselves before him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, Holy Spirit. Now do your thing. I have delivered the message. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, your son, Jesus. Now do what you do best. Bless your people this morning before we go home. As we sing, I'm going to invite every one of you to come to the altar and let these precious people here pray for you. And as they do, you will never, never be the same again. If I call your sickness, you better be here. You better come here. If you want to be healed, you better come to the front. Because God is about to perform a miracle in your life, in your physical body, in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on.